Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, I believe, the 201st episode of the Top Cut Podcast. Uh, so, uh, you might be wondering why you're not hearing the soothing voices of Sonny and Caleb uh, on this fine Tuesday and or Friday, depending on when this goes up. But uh, the reason for that is because uh, Sonny and Caleb could not join us tonight. Um, Sonny uh, definitely needed a little bit of time to uh, recuperate after a rough day, uh, and Caleb was too busy playing Labyrinth. So instead, uh, the Top Cut Podcast Incorporated has enlisted the help of some very funny individuals. If you've been around the podcast for a little while, you might know who I am, so I'll introduce myself quickly for those who don't know. Uh, my name is Giant Skyhawk. Uh, I was in an MBT video that one time. Uh, I've been around the Chalice Lime monthly tournaments, and uh, lately I've been going Crystal Beast mode. Um, that's uh, basically my entire presence. Uh, and I've also got a fantastic co-host with me today, uh, another uh, wonderful YCS London uh, adventure candidate. Uh, I am sitting here with uh, Wind Up Celestial, a.k.a. Caitlin. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Celeste. I just play very big combo decks and no one enjoys playing against me. Uh, and I will say, uh, Caitlin actually is a better player than me because while I do have the uh, RDIQ uh, top eight finish and my uh, invitational Konami bobblehead profile pick, Caitlin actually has a regional top, which you can find on my channel. Uh, what were you playing for that? I was playing the best combo deck to ever exist, Flu Wanderies. Flu Wanderies! Uh, and there you have it, the best player on this podcast. Uh, as the only person... I also have only ever lost to Skyhawk once. Uh, that's true, actually. Uh, the fun, uh, interesting lore fact here. Uh, I have only beaten Caitlyn in the TCG format in one single match. Uh, and that was while I was playing Terror King Salmon. Uh, <laughs> that's been my adult chain. I, can't, I honestly can't remember that, though. Uh, it it at, traumatized me too uh, much. It turns out a 2400 vanilla and skill drain is too much for my Dolce to handle. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing a funny little. I'm just playing my funny little cake girls. Oh no! <laughs> it's it's amazing, honestly. It's like uh, every single time I play like Fluffle or, or Crystal Beast or Dinosaur, uh, I I just stand no chance against. I think it was. I think I've lost to DDD, Rika, uh, Medolce, Medolce, a lot. Um, <laughs> Medolce a lot. But uh, but for some reason, uh, Mr. Salmon has always got uh, my back. You know, a. Uh, just a, a terrifying fish, master of the sea of darkness. Uh, it's Rome. Konami, is skill the dream back delicacy. to one. Skill dream back to one, please, Konami. Please. <laughs> That's true. I can't I, take this anymore. I, I agree with that, actually. Uh, anyway, uh, now that you have a uh, full view of both of us as players and members of the community, uh, this podcast, uh, we, Sunny messaged me like maybe two hours before this was supposed to go live. So we're just going to be talking about stuff for 40 minutes. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy. Uh, be a good vibe. 
as always, a shout out to the patrons. Sadly, we will not be reading the names out because I don't have access to them. Uh, but I will say the patron names are always extremely funny. Uh, I don't know. There are probably some sponsors. If Sunny is editing sponsors in, you could just do that now. Uh, we'll give you like 10 seconds. I lied. We're going to give you two. Okay, so to start... F. <laughs> F for, uh, <laughs> F for the Top Cut Podcast editing team. F, F for Fortnite. <laughs> True, F for Fortnite. Uh, that was our instructions, actually, in order to avoid profanity on the show. We're replacing uh, anything that starts with F with the word Fortnite. I am from the UK. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess to start things off, a previous uh, couple episodes of the podcast have gone over kind of Cyberstorm access cards and... Uh, possible like tier list coming up and some other previous thoughts about the ban list and i'm not going to rehash those too much here but uh caitlin as a, a rogue duelist yourself uh piloting such rogue decks as uh, rica madulce ddd and uh, fluanderese um is there anything kind of like under the radar in in sayak that, um, that you're kind of thinking i'm about? telling you mana mana dome is going to be insane i am telling you that is true actually. like that deck is going to be crazy i do think it's a bit under the radar like people are, like some people are hyping it some people are not i just think the fact they can basically do everything that the um super heavy does but end on like a trap on the negate to play around dark lore just gives it that, that slight edge that it can just get some more tops than people think it will and also i just think rika sun have one this form as well is just going to be a, just as insane the tributing for costs broken and that's not just favoritism i do think the deck's correct i just think it needs you know, some higher representation, because it's not very... Even though it's one year, Dylan has, like, a very little player base. Yeah, so I think that's actually interesting, because I agree that it seems like the community consensus for Manodome is, like, not yet, but has potential. Obviously, we have more support coming in uh, Duelist Nexus when that comes out, but... Um, I guess... Where, it has where a do, line. Where do you think it... has it, a line. So. Yeah, like, where do you think it falls? Because I, I agree, like, being able to search a counter trap is, is huge. It feels like it kind of needs, like, a lot of cards in hand to play right now, but also, like, it can put up some pretty nasty boards. So, the problem with the deck is every, like, deck right now, Pearly, Super Heavy, Cash, they can all do stuff like one card, where Mana Dome is very heavily reliant on to, to do, like, multiple massive combos. Right. Which and... is quite slow, right, in this current format, I would say. Like, for example... Super heavy, 12 one card stars that end on like three omni gates plus whatever and can even FDK. Like that's the main disadvantage I see, but like you also like have ways to play around that with the um the the hero lives plus pres um plasma and like do plays like that, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but like it's still something you can do if you want to like try to like add more one card combos and try and make the deck a bit more consistent in that sense. But it also makes it quite vulnerable to hand traps in other ways. Personally, uh, my list, personally, I'm running just one. Um, shout out to Joshua Schmidt for that one. I tried it out after he uploaded his little list on it, and I just preferred it. And I do think that's probably the way I'm going to go forward with it. But it definitely has, like, ways it can do stuff yeah. to, like, make it a bit nicer. I think the other thing that's that's going to be interesting for Mana Dome, at least, like, Sayak format before the Duelist Nexus stuff comes out, is there are just a, an absurd number of hand traps that are going to be in the format. Like, yeah. uh, Pearly doesn't have as much space for Nun Engine, but they also don't really care about it as much, aside from, like, Droll and Ogre. Uh, Super Heavy has, like, 18 spots for Nun Engine, which is ridiculous. So, like, it feels like most decks in the format are going to be on a lot of hand traps rather than board breakers and even board breakers in the side are not going to be as common because super heavy literally can't play them uh so there's there's that uh what's also weird about board breakers this format too is that a lot of them don't do anything against pearly like uh dark ruler no more uh is strong into a lot of the format but is terrible against pearly unless you can like make them get down on some materials on their on their xnor and then uh and then you fire it, but then you also have to play out the rest of your hand after, which seems terrible. Uh, a whole bunch of the, like, hand trap heavy combo decks just lose to Droll. So if they don't see Gamma, they, they're just dead. And a lot of decks that don't have the room for the non-engine aren't going to be able to see enough 
to stop their opponent's starters and to play through the hand traps they might have. So it's going to be a weird cat and mouse game, I think, of how much non-engine can I fit without losing to one piece of non-engine for my opponent, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you hit uh super he let's say super heavy opens like Wakaushi and four hand traps. Okay. So if, if, if my opponent stops Wakaushi, I'm just relying on my hand traps to get me through. You still have like four interruptions, right? Like that's yeah. the main issue. It's four interruptions, like... but but then you have to top deck a starter, which you can do yeah. in a deck with twelve of them. But it's it's like and I feel you could like... probably play prosp as well. Like I wouldn't be shocked if the deck could play prosp. So like even higher chance of seeing your one off stars. I think uh, super well super heavy literally can't. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm thinking of pearly. Sorry, where, I don't know why I'm thinking of pearly. Where where I think I think literally everybody has been like, why aren't we playing spell cards in super heavy? Super no, like, I know. And I then, literally know you can't uh, play spell cards. But yeah. we were talking about pearly. My head just still on pearly, and yeah, like me yeah. thinking, oh yeah, activate this oh, no. search kaiju. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm still waking up. I'd say I've, I've done apps. I've done the same thing probably twice this week where I've been like, why aren't we playing this card? And then I go, oh yeah, actually, we literally are not allowed to do that. Uh, although... To be fair, it's a really cool restriction. Okay. Like, that reminds me a lot of like, is it block? Like, I can't remember the behavior. Right? I think it's block BA where you just played no more, like, no spells yep. and traps. You just played three seconds, like, like rest monsters. Yeah. So... And, I, and I like that kind of like. What is interesting, I think, about Super Heavy as an engine is that, like, you can still play spell trap cards in the deck. It's just, as soon as one of them hits the graveyard, you can't do anything. Like, because um, most of it is, like, if you, it, most of the restrictions on, like, Wakashi and the other cards is if you have none in your graveyard, right? So I've seen some people labbing Super Heavy uh, Samurai Constellar, where they play almost no spell traps, but they do play, like, the Constellar Continuous spell. Uh, because you can still weave the super heavy stuff into that combo without like turning off that part of the engine. So I think, I think we're going to start to see more experimentation with the super heavy stuff just as like an engine you play where if you open Wakaushi, you just get to do a bunch of stuff before your combo. But uh, it's also kind of wonky because it means that those cards really suck late game. So uh, I'll be interested to see how things line up for like the pure deck versus the engine so i guess the other thing to talk about is you're going to be playing i know that you've been prepping for uh for european nationals and uh and you think you're you're probably going to be playing uh before Rika? yeah but before we talk about that i want to go back to the super heavy stuff just okay. just one little thing let's do it super heavy can play prohibition <laughs> and not have any downside of it hitting the graveyard. <laughs> just, just, just really, no, unironically this is an actual thing it plays around the rainbow magician like thing that people keep talking about because you can just set it and then you don't have to worry about that restriction you can activate like in main phase one when you're going first to stop drill and other like hand traps that you're worried about like I definitely think that is going to be a tech that people do play in Super Heavy. Maybe not right now. Maybe it's not as good as, I, as all the people I've spoken to about think is. But like, I do think this is going to be a tech card we're going to see at least in like upcoming events for like the first events of the format. Like the card seems per to fit perfectly into the deck. Honestly, just resolve my one card combo <laughs> and just win, like win. Yeah, and I feel like especially like called Droll seems insane. Like uh, yeah, you only need to draw gamma if you draw pro. Yes, like. exactly. It's basically it's a gamma, but it's just for like a specific card. But it also applies if you got your monsters up, uh, and, and it also has the added upside of outing uh, five rainbow. One thing that I think is going to happen to the super heavy side decks is that they're going to all be playing three archfiend eccentric and three mythical beast uh, Garuda. That card because price so much. Yeah, the the eccentric has like a cheaper printing, but the the foil print of it is like super expensive and then the garudas are just like comically pricey now because i think it only has the one printing in like super or something but yeah uh, like the fact that it's like that it, what's interesting is that it also kind of opens up a space for back row decks to sneak into the format right because uh like those six, those, those six cards are, are like are the only back row removal that they can play they, they literally mm -hmm. they have like almost no other options that don't commit to monsters that they don't want to commit to so but like the thing is about that right like yeah if survive samurai is the like you know best deck most played deck right now which i'm not even sure if it is i generally think pearly and cash are still 
two like very powerful decks that just can handle back row very well. They, they, like for example, a rise heart popping stuff, like banishing stuff. You also have like both of them can just like make a Zeus out of like thin air, like you know like. I still feel like back row decks are at a massive disadvantage this format, um, especially like Labyrinth, like you just get parallel to make Zeus, like what do you do, right? I think and they just have infinite ways to just keep putting parallel cards on board. I think there are, I think that's true. So like, for example, if like a super heavy gets to be really good, back row could be good against them. Like kind of similar to how in heavy combo formats, it was like you draw torrential strike. Like the super, yeah, and then you, you just cry to it. But um, <laughs> against what's interesting about that, I think, is against something like uh, Hurley, there are a few more tools that we have now to deal with the unaffected stuff as a trap deck. Like uh, Daruma uh, Doll Cannon, for example, is something that I think we'll see more play this format as, as a way to counter Noir uh, that doesn't interact in a great way profitably. It's kind of like um, uh, Herald of the Abyss, where when you send it off of that, you don't get to trigger the continuous spell to recycle three pearly spells because it's the player that is sending them, and not the uh, and not you as the opponent or as the, like, the card. exactly Coming one fast makes me feel alive. My heart beats. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't realize you were still listening. Uh, we had to cut out this section due to an issue where uh, a PC blue screened, and then we had to figure that out for about five minutes while. Uh, while Discord just tried to open back up again. So uh, I will leave you with uh, a little tiny bit of uh, interesting knowledge before we resume the podcast. <clears throat> a feared salmon, master of the sea of darkness. Its row is the best delicacy in the world of darkness. One. Back to the episode. And we're back. Uh, so, uh, right where we were, do you, uh, I know that you have European nationals upcoming. Do you, uh, do you know what you're going to be playing for that? So I'm jumping between Mana Dome and Rika, I'm not gonna lie. I've been playtesting a lot of Rika, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I think the deck is crazy. I only like drop at least one game at locals, and it's either due to me not trying out to certain board states, or just misplaying entirely, but we got about a month, we got like just under a month to practice with that, so that's fine. Um, been watching all the Jet, um, Sunsea Jess videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing all, doing all the practice. Shoutouts to shoutouts to Sunseen Jess, by the way. Just incredible content. Like, oh yeah, uh, she's she's insane. I think that's something that's been missing in the competitive scene for a long time. Is those type of in depth tutorials. Uh, I've been doing them for a while with uh, with the Fluffle deck, but to uh, to see more and more people competing at a high level, share the knowledge in that way, I think is awesome. Especially for a deck that doesn't get a lot of competitive representation but if you look at the 250 of the ycs top cuts it I th you could make a pretty darn good argument that it's the third best deck in the format uh obviously science will change things but like the, the results speak for themselves the conversion rate is crazy wait i'm convinced gabe nets um jessica and betty alex robertson you know um are like some of the best or easily some of the best boys in the uk by far like, they're actually crazy 100% I totally agree with you uh, <laughs> somebody like I am I am like on the very 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 outside of, of, of high level competitive play uh, and and the people pushing that stuff are on a, a truly incredible level it's it's been really 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 fun to see all the innovation happening there uh, cool so I guess for me I, I am not sure if I will be at Nationals for North America. I think it's kind of unlikely at the moment. But uh, if it ends up happening... Do it! I know, Sonny has been telling me I should go, but I have, you know, real-life responsibilities. I disagree. Uh, I dis <laughs> of course you disagree. Uh, this is the person who You're not to playing the children's card game, this so you don't have any responsibility. Uh, this is the person who uh, tried to convince me to purchase a an Italian ulti uh, Sapphire Pegasus at uh, London, and I regret to inform you that uh, she was absolutely correct about that. I should have done it. Yeah, uh, see, exactly. I'm always correct. I'm always correct. <laughs> no, that was the one time. That was the one time. Well, what do you mean? The... Uh, that was the one time. That was the that was the one. Time. You tried to get me to buy like twelve cards. Uh, that was the only one that actually made sense. No, no, no. I tried to get you to buy like twenty cards. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think I think you were like you should buy the Starlight Illusion of Chaos, and I was like no. Um, to be fair, 
they were cheaper. They were cheaper. Then... They were cheaper. But uh, the, no, the, I'm not gonna max rate uh, the fuffle deck. I the, see how it's. I see how it's. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, Forgetting about your old toys, going back uh, to Dino. Yeah, hey, come on. Actually, I will be doing that in about two months. I'm literally, I'm, I'm in the Wild Survivor's waiting room right now. I've yeah. seen you cook. I've seen uh, you cook no, this deck when the cards got dropped. I I'm, saw. I'm, 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 uh, I got a little bit of, I got some sauce in the kitchen that I haven't revealed yet. Uh, I have some, I have some secrets that uh, you may be seeing post-release of that, that, uh, that box. But, um, the, uh, I, I think if I, I, I do go to NA Nationals, uh, I think I will probably be playing Crystal Beast. Uh, been doing some testing. I think the problem is that if Kashtira does not get, like, absolutely burned into the ground, uh, I can't play Fluffle. Because, uh, macro on legs being in the format is actually a huge problem. I think Fluffle has a big advantage, even in a format like a Droll format because it can play through, it opens hands that play through a lot of hand traps and it goes second quite well into established boards. But so long mm. as a Rise Heart uh, is a thing, if I don't open non-engine in my deck that doesn't have a lot of non-engine space, uh, I, I have to go like minus four to out a Rise Heart and that's just not happening. Um, I'm be honest, I'm be honest, can't, can't catch him going anywhere. Um, maybe the Abolus hit, maybe a Shagira hit. That deck ain't going anywhere that apart is, from that, though. That is also that, my that, analysis. I think they will make it slightly weaker to make room for the Psyx stuff, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Disappear. I don't think they need to. I generally don't even think they need to. I feel like it's, this isn't like a Tier Shizu type beat, right? Like this isn't like Cash isn't the end all be all of like this format. Like yeah. Whereas all this other stuff, I generally think is gonna overpower it. And it just ends on better end parts than cash. Like yeah, cash has a very like a lot more degenerate end boards. Like literally nine zone lock is crazy. But like three omni negates plus an apple, like off of one card. Like you know that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I just don't think cash will be as like it will be as popular because I don't think it will be as good. And people, I think people are just getting sick of playing the deck because yeah. it's not it doesn't have. <sighs> a lot going for it that's enjoyable at least from my perspective from play like play testing it and like seeing other people playing it and talking about with them the deck is just very like boring to pilot yeah it seems i think i'm with you there and one other uh kind of wonky thing there too is uh i think people forget that uh Kashtira is is pretty decent into two hand traps it's horrible god awful bad into the third one and in a format where people are playing 15, if, if they open the third hand trap, Kashtira literally does nothing. They end on nothing. So I think uh, that's also something to consider is that as people are loading up on that type of non-engine, um, Kashtira will start to struggle, both because it will be harder to reach the zone lock combo through that interaction, and just because it will be harder to get to a Rise Heart. Like, it's harder to access your game plan in, in that deck. Uh, so they'll, they'll mm. have to build to adjust for that. Uh, but... I, I, in doing, I've been doing some testing for the format. Uh, I'll probably be playing Crystal Beast, uh, not because I think it's the best deck or anything, but uh, I think there are a few things going for it that, uh, that that will make it fun to play. Uh, firstly, is that being able to play the back row means it has a pretty decent time playing under Droll and Lockbird. Um, mm. You can do stuff like when you activate your, say like you Foolish Burial Goods, send Rainbow Bridge of Salvation. You can activate your first search effect and then chain the Rainbow Bridge so that you're adding three cards to your hand before your opponent has the opportunity to droll you. So like if you open Foolish Burial Goods Prosperity or Foolish Burial Goods Bridge of the Heart, um, you can resolve your first search and then the Rainbow Bridge of Salvation in order to avoid droll problems. Um, you there's a lot of lines that go through barricade board blocker to protect against stuff like ogre uh, it has access to what i think is going to be probably just like the silliest card in 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 the the format for crystal beast which is uh, easy secret village of the spellcaster setups uh, a lot of people are gonna like secret village tells super heavy samurai no scales for you uh, it tells all the runic decks to screw off it tells pearly that you better open your normal summon or die um and I think while kaijus are going to be popular, kaijus are going to be a little bit wonky <laughs> because decks like Pearly, like kaijus against Super Heavy Samurai is not enough to win the game. Kaijus against Pearly yeah. is good, but if they if they open a hand that ends on like the second guy, then it then the kaijus don't do anything, and they get to add three I cards from the great. Disagree with that, to be honest. Um, I do think kaijus are going to be played like it's like very in the main. 
Like, yeah, Pearly can search three cards, right? And you can draw, like, three or two. I can't remember how many of the um, Noir card when it has material and stuff. And, like, but realistically, when you're going to, like, a very combo-heavy format, which is what I think we're going into, what Kaiju, and then you're dealing with, like, a quarter of the interrupts instantly against Pearly, like... Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. If your deck can't play through that, then you've probably already got a problem, but we're going into like super heavy, like super heavy manadome. Like in LDR, like already insane decks, this format sprite, like that probably won't be enough. Like whatever their second guy is, maybe there will be a way to play around kaiju's. I'm not. I, I know nothing about Pearly. I've only playtested against it once, and I'm still like trying to learn what they can all do, play around stuff. But I do think the deck sort of just folds their gamma seal. And then you just have to play through like a quarter of the interrupts and you should be able to do that anyway, especially if you're going like excited for going second. Yeah, I think my caveat to that is that I think that will be true at the beginning of the format. But if Pearly starts to take up uh, a higher slice of the pie, I think we're going to start to see tech change a little bit to stuff that might be yeah, possible against other yeah. decks. Like uh, something like Herald of the Abyss. I think will start to become more popular. I think a card that's going to be really popular is Triple Tactics Thrust, uh, uh, especially post uh, post siding. Just because Look, I'm already tempted to drop the money on them. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to, <laughs> sorry to sorry to guide you there, but like, uh, what's weird is that it's like every single. I guess that's kind of my dilemma with the Kaiju's is that every single good board breaker card has like is crazy against seven out of the eight top decks, but just doesn't do anything against the eighth one. And it's like actively bad. Like um, Dark Ruler No More is, a, is an example of that. I mean, I brought it up earlier, but is, is really insane against everything, but it's terrible against Pearly. And like the Kaijus, I think are really good against everything that's not exactly super heavy because, uh, oh cool, you cleared one of my negates. Awesome. But, uh, like, okay. I... It depends on what Kaiju you were talking about, right? Because like, if Cost Cash is still going to be in the format, right? Yeah. They can easily just play free Lava Golem and probably side the Sphere modes and just break boards that way. I was going to say, like... so Lava Golem, that's, that's where I was going next, right? Lava Golem and Sphere mode are going to be really good for decks that can play them uh, against uh, like Kashira, uh, uh, and or not against Kashira, rather, uh, against Super Heavy Samurai and like Mana Dome and some of the other big combo decks. It might not be bad into Kash, depending but, on like what route they take. If they're not going to start a Rise Heart passing more often, they're going to try and go for the like the nine zone locks. Um, it generally might be the play to play Sphere Mode. Who knows? The problem with Lava Golem and Sphere Mode, though, is that if Pearly ends on one monster, they don't do anything. So. We're gonna. I think with a lot of the board breakers, we end up kind of like I said earlier in this cat and mouse situation where people are always trying to like outplay each other with the cards we're looking to, and like maybe people start playing. The meta is just gonna keep shifting to play around whatever people <laughs> throw out, whatever the meta decks. Exactly. Like one minute it'll be kaiju's, it'll be la then it'll be lava gums, and they'll go, okay, I'm just gonna go do this thing, yeah. and then it may go back to getting kaiju being the main thing. It's just gonna be all over the place. And then I'm gonna go play like Furikara instead, and then people are gonna be like, okay, hey, that card's like, crazy. That card is uh, yeah. crazy. Or just be like, okay, I'm not going to activate effects. If you want to go, well, crap. Have you seen the price of curry cows recently? Uh, they have yum. I remember when those were... were Gone to the moon. I, I pulled one at, on the release of that set, and I sold it immediately for like $15, and I regret it. Uh, <laughs> I saw a Regulus. I saw a Regulus, like, three weeks ago for like £30. Apparently they're going for like 80 now. Regulus in trade groups. It's, it's expensive now, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Luna for buying me my Furion playset. Um, <laughs> well, Furion package. Absolutely balling. Uh, I didn't have to spend a single penny on that. <laughs> so glad. Yeah. So I think I think there is there is one deck that I want to talk about 
its uh, its position in the meta before we maybe spend the last 20 minutes of the cast on some just kind of very silly questions. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, Math Mech, and I want to talk about Cyber's pile Ban it. In, in general. Ban it. Ban I hate Cyber Sex. I hate Cyber Sex. They're all just the same flavor of deck from with all our funky cards on them. True. Uh, <laughs> so. All right. I, I don't think Math Mech actually needs hit, which is, I'm just going to be straight. But like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't think it needs to be hit. I, I see, I've seen people say circular to one. It's like. Come I don't on. think it needs it. Like, it, it, doesn't, it, the... it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. So. I think what's what's funny is that there's actually a couple of different routes the deck can take. And uh, a lot of regional lists actually are starting to play a couple of bestials in their side deck again, specifically because Math Mech is very popular at a regional level in the US. Like you're seeing side decks with um, with that uh, two Magnemute, one Druistworm uh, in, mm. in the side specifically to be handling that deck. Uh, and I think it's going to be good, but like the meta can adapt to it like it can play a lot of non-engine it has a one card starter in fact it has more one card starters now that the firewall stuff is out uh and it has even more one card starters if you decide you want to go all in and play the the um the sakitama package because uh, yeah that that gets you to alan Bershin, right but uh so like it, it feels to me like it's going to be in the same place that it was on poke release where it's going to be like the third or fourth best deck it's going to fall off for a bit and then it's going to come back when the meta shifts but um it's like, I don't know, it's like Mathmech and Branded are the two decks that I don't know where to place. Because I feel like they both got stuff that make them much better, but their, like, their placement in the format is just weird. I, I still think Branded is, unironically, the most Coke meta deck that's ever come out. I don't think the deck will ever actually do, like, well past its prime. Like, as soon as the deck was tier one, it just dropped instantly as soon as people started maining stuff for it. And I just think it was never gonna really leave that zone, right? Because yeah. <laughs> even if, like, the main line is expulsioning people now, then then you just bring, like, the pistols back into the format and Gimmick Puppet Nightmare doesn't really matter. And, like, things like that. So it just... I don't know. Like... Yeah. It doesn't seem amazing. It does not seem amazing. It is funny that the Bestials are now just like this looming threat. That they're like, if anything, if anything ever sniffs at putting lighter dark monsters in the graveyard, we can just slap three of those on the side deck and, and all of a sudden we're uh, all of a sudden we're in deep trouble. Uh yeah. But it's kind of a nice barrier. It's like a really nice barrier because it sort of we like allows decks to not push a line where they probably shouldn't. Yeah. I would, to be honest with you, I think I would still like to limit Magnemoot because there are enough of the other Bestials that Look, I think... Dragon Link deserve it. Get what well, the well, it. What I mean is, well, yeah, but they can, like, they can go get Magnemoot. They, <laughs> they, yeah, they I need, know, they but... Don't need, they don't but, need any other help. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry, but the whole Ringle Worm, like, stuff with summoning Magnemoot, like, doing all those plays with the XL, you know, like, having all those Bestials to make that deck playable is really cool to me. And I also just... As much as I hate playing against Dragon Link, I think the deck is very sick. I've always supported Dragon Link. I even played Crusadia Guard Dragon Link when it came out. Like, I think Dragon Link <clears throat> is also going to be a little um, rogue deck this format. I think it's crazy. It can do a bunch of the same synchro lines that um, Survivor can do. It can still end on like a bunch of insane stuff. The best deal to pop stuff, like the scales, etc. Like, deck is going to be like a bit of a threat. And if no one's prepared for it, it's definitely going to definitely gonna hurt some people. Um... I will say but, I, I have a I have a soft spot for Striker Dragon uh, as a mechanism with which I to pop uh, baby Sarasaurus. But I uh, I, I hate Striker <laughs> Dragon. Um, bring LP back. Ban Striker Dragon. Uh, no 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 no. We're not bringing LP back. We can't do that. LP LP did nothing wrong. LP did nothing wrong. No no no. Okay. To be fair, in in the most recent uh, Masochist ban list tournament, uh, the the LP was not actually the most broken card. It was Eclipse Wyvern. Uh, so, yeah, of course it is. It's always been a broken card. Do you ever see any dragging deck before, yeah, 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 like, yeah. the Eclipse Band and everything that they've always done? Look at, like, Edison format. I'm pretty, not Edison format, Hat format. Or, I can't remember which format. There's a format where Eclipse Wyvern just goes crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the old legacy formats I have played recently. All right, so I think that covers our analysis of what is upcoming uh, and that, that will be the case for me i'll be on crystal beast until wired make wild. sure you main deck in your ogres your drolls and your gamma seals that's yeah, yeah, all, that's yeah. the only thing i can say 
Uh, your gamma seals and maybe your gammas if you have a particular problem with drawing. I cannot play gamma in my decks, buddy. <laughs> that's true, actually. That's a. That's yeah. a that of, like a, gammas are one card barren now. I, I, it's so funny. I actually, I could, we it's, just recently added that to the Crystal Beast deck. It's actually just absurd. Like the fact that it's, you, it's so stupid that you can just and it, the the thing is too <laughs> is like if if whatever you're activating like if you haven't summoned another monster or you won't be at any point it, it gives you baron under nib because baron is the fifth summon like I'd, yeah it's so and the thing so is stupid. if you draw if you draw like super heavy and they gamma you the avoidry just went mega plus as well because yeah. they're just going to set up baron anyway first you know they don't have to they can set up anything else exactly set up a chaos angel if they wanted to yes angel like, savage like they can they, whatever they whatever nonsense they've decided you've just given them a free baron yeah one thing but you I have hate, to draw them. One thing that I hate that Super Heavy can also do too, too that I think really screws with a lot of the format, is uh, they have a line that lets them search and then summon Spell Canceller post side. And, yeah, it's uh, very fun. Uh, against, uh, I love uh, this is a Heavy deck is so sick. Yeah. It's so cool. Or against trap uh, decks, they can just search and summon Jinzo. Yeah, like, it, I know a reason why trap decks will not be good next format. Thank you for re reminding I, I me about that. True, actually, <laughs> I, I forgot about I forgot about being able to just whip out Jinzo. Uh, I I think uh, I will. Yeah, I'll be on Crystal Beast uh, until Wild Survivors comes out, and then I will be uh, playing Dinosaur until the end of time. Uh, <laughs> never, um, you never change, Hawk. Never change. That's true. I'll, I will. It will be fun to go back to my roots because it's been probably a year and a half since I have played Dinosaur like very seriously. So. I will be i'll be very excited to get back into the theory chef is back, back in the kitchen I'm baby getting, let's go I'm, I'm getting back baby let's go uh and then maybe if they release fluffle support uh after duelist nexus then then i'll be back there but uh so i think that sums up where we are at for the current format and and for the next few months so uh i'm just going to get into some very silly questions that uh, i'm going to come up with off the top of my head uh, throw them at me throw them at me all right so uh caitlin could you uh, let the uh top cut podcast people know what your most favorite and least favorite uh cards are um let's start the least favorite um it definitely has to be skill dream um drill um i hate those cards mostly because i play very heavy combat decks drills like for example i'm a drive trump player Drilled. I got drilled four times at London. I'm not gonna lie to you, Chief. I hate. Like I had so much <laughs> fun getting drilled during that um, event. Like <clears throat> I was not prepared for drill in the main. I was not prepared for drill at all. Well, I wasn't, well, I wasn't expecting it. Like game one, as much as I did, <laughs> which was very fun. And like every time that card's in the format, like I just have a little sad face on because like every deck I want to play just gets hindered by it. And now my favorite card, wind up Kyra's and Mitty. Bring it, bring her back, bring back my party boat, please. <laughs> I, I, I let a, me use I my all seats. I had a sneaking suspicion you were going to say party boat. That's uh, that is that is a fair Look, move. Wind up did nothing wrong. It was Hunter that did it. It was all Hunter. Hunter is he was he was arrested for the crimes of Hunter. That's <laughs> fair enough. I, I got respect to Mitty. He ain't a rat, but like, mm -hmm. he did nothing wrong. He's so, such a cool card. So, uh, I guess for me, my uh, my least favorite card in the game is um, a Dolce Ticket. Yeah, the best uh, card. Uh, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> for, <laughs> for those of you who have no, do not know why, uh, uh, I have bad memories of of, of playing against a Dolce in hat format, uh, and so it has uh, that has traumatized me for well, the rest of my really days. Hat. It was like it was just like just before hat, yeah. It was like wind-up format, Madolce was like a rogue deck. It may have been, no, to be fair, it was played in hat, but I don't yeah, remember I how popular it, it was. Would have been, I, w I wasn't playing in wind-up format, so it probably would have been like on dueling, <clears throat> on, on dueling network in, in hat. Yeah. Is, 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 is where fair. I have my experiences. And then uh, my favorite card is kind of tricky because there are a, a couple of pretty good candidates. Uh, Fluffle Octopus is one. Uh, Hyper Hammerhead is another. But I think if I'm being honest... Uh, my, you see what you see. I think you're gonna say. My my favorite card is probably Survival's End. I would uh, think you're gonna say Shrink. Uh Shrink is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do like Shrink, <laughs> but I love Survival's End. Uh, the deck that really got me playing the TCG format was Paleozoic Dinosaur, um, and and Survival's End was just an absolute killer in 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 that in toss format, being able to clear like Hornet Drone tokens. It's such a unique card. 
in that it's it's like a trap card that is also e-telly but it requires normal monster setup so it can work with lost world or just like in specific formats like when everyone was doing link ross Auroradon stuff you could just go here's survival's end i get to summon three dinos from deck and you can't combo anymore uh but the fact that it's also a disruption like that you can banish it and pop in something on the opponent's field the fact that it's not once per turn uh i just i love that and, and survival's end for a long time was very overlooked it like it came out in the dino structure deck and people were like, this is like the worst of the new cards, but uh, I always found that it had a lot more potential than that. So uh, Survival's End probably is my favorite card in the game. Uh, so I guess uh, I'll just keep going down the list of silly questions. I think this is pretty much the list of questions that I asked uh, Sonny and Caleb when they were on the subathon, but uh, what would you say your favorite format of all time is? Ah, uh, that's a hard question. <laughs> Um, give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go first then, I guess, because I, I do know yeah, my, my answer. I, I play a lot of format, but... Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't play very many formats. Uh, I'd say my favorite format uh, probably would be Hat. Um, I, I love lots of the... Uh, like the grindy gameplay that it has but you can also do some very cool plays i'm not think, beating you at hat i think the wide that's true actually i do i have i do have that that hat win rate with the i'm a head shrinks kind of broken with, with the with the jirat guaiba control um i love that uh i just love the number of different decks that you can play in that format and be successful i think i think that is the hallmark of a good format for me is that you can play a lot of different decks but i don't know what are, what are your thoughts Okay, so my favorite format, wind-ups, just because it was the first real competitive format I ever played. Mm-hmm. Like, so for nostalgia reasons, I'd probably say that format, but like, just best format, like, ever. Like, I, I had probably the most fun in, like, a past wind-up format. I'm gonna have to say Dose Alliance, unironically. Like, that format just changed the game forever, and that, and it was so fun just playing Satellar Knights, it was fun playing around with BA and Shadows, it was just... It's such a nice like breath of fresh air that the decks just stayed like insane for years to come. Like we start, we can see Shadows like now somewhat, and it's just I don't know. I I would never like not go back to that format. Yeah, that's it's a, such a fun format. I think that's a good answer, and like yeah, it's also the first of... bot box I ever bought in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like... I've never bought a product it's until Dose Alliance came out. Yeah. Like a ton of, I think a ton of people, like like a lot of those decks have become fan favorites, right? So they keep getting support over the years, and I think it's cool that. Uh, oh, my homie Dent, um, I'm Dante for getting a 25th anniversary <laughs> printer. <laughs> That's actually so sick. I love that. <laughs> I love that Dante is getting the print. Um, I'm I'm excited that they revealed um, Oli Raptor and Ultimate Conductor Torano are getting collector's rares. So, very upset by that. Look on all I, I am very upset by that. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I'm I'm happy about it because they get collectors rare, but I'm sad about it because I will need to pick up at least one of each for the dinosaur collection. So that's uh, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Hawk. Dinosaurs is one of my least favorite decks to play oh, against. Oh come on! Just, you hate my Dolce ticket. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> they're just they're just little dinosaur guys. Come Which on. we pop the baby. They're just playing. Ha <laughs> ha. They're just like, playing. They're playing around in the pond in Lost World. Come on. Keep keep, keep them off my field. Keep, just keep them away. I don't want your I don't want your Lost World token. Not, I don't I don't I don't, I don't want to see your little misc leave your I, hand. I won't summon the token. I won't summon the token. Uh, just <laughs> okay. Keep the, uh, keep all your old di- fossils I, away I, from me. I will say they did reveal a ten key collector's rare. So if you decide to pick up the oh, don't again, don't man. No, <laughs> as a Lunoi enjoyer, <laughs> I'd speak collector ten key search on Pegasma. Mm, true. When are they going to put that card to three? Oh, I I'm I'm saying this right now. It could probably go back to two. This one, this list, it wouldn't do anything. Like Tiger. The problem with one light, right, is that the deck is an insane engine, but everything it used to abuse is gone. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all the generics. The Samorg link is gone. Azafot's gone. Uh, like, Scythe is gone for Dagda Twenty. Scythe is gone. Yeah, like what are you gonna end on? So like, much... Dweller Lambda. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I do think it'll have a time again, but like it's just Kanami slip up again. Like, yeah. that's the only real reason. It's just that you let another generic rank for run around crazy. Or, like, 
you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I think I agree. To be fair, there's a guy at my locals who's trying to cook up one like Mathmuck because it's just a free like rank four engine you can make Alan Burshin and things with. So I don't know, maybe like kind of crazy. Can we talk about that? By the way, I'm gonna take the last ten minutes to go on my uh, my Mathmuck circular rant actually because I think this go is ahead. a good time to do I it. I hate Mathmuck. So uh, I, legitimately, I I cannot fathom like it's happened like very rarely. Like Mathmuck Crystal Beast, for example, has a YCS top, but Mathmech as a, like Mathmech circular as an engine in just any deck seems criminally underplayed. Like it's literally a free omni negate and a trap negate in like any deck that it's, doesn't end on anything in the extra one. No, it's a free IP super factorial, like without your normal summon, right? Like, look, I'm thinking about trap negates. I'm playing around even my buddy. I, I'm ending on linger evil plus super factorial. To make uh, yeah. oh, okay. that's the way that's the way i'd play it yeah that's true sure. that's true but like it, it, it's literally it's fusion destiny but you get mm -hmm. you get like a guy and super factorial instead of dpe like, look night. at math mech sword soul like that deck does exist no one plays it for some reason but you can literally just end a normal sword soul end board and slap a trap in the gate plus super fact on top of it yep exactly like, out of nowhere it's like a hefty main deck investment <sighs> but there's also like almost no downside like you can uh, depending on like what your deck does you can even avoid the the cybers lock if um if you don't want to use the like the sigma effect yeah like you can just uh you can just like okay i'll just do circular now like there are so many yeah. decks i think that could be playing fusion destiny but better but just aren't um so to be fair i feel like we've not had a full format where that could be abused like all the well yeah like all the current format does feel like there hasn't yeah. been an opportunity for it to shine. That's true. It, I do think like, it will come. We had like but, tier where it's like, oh, you've sent all my stuff to the grave. Cool. Uh, and also, also everyone's playing Bestials. <laughs> yeah. But Bestials are running on crazy. And then so after that, we have cash format where it's like, oh, oh, it's macro, so I can't, I can't send Sigma, huh? Okay. Like I remember when Circuit got announced, and I was just hyping it up. I was like, everyone should just buy these cards. Like they're gonna go insane, and I was correct. They did jump up in price. I remember Alberta went from like mm -hmm. a fifty pence, so gold rare, to being twenty pound, and then like all the secrets even went higher. And I'm just sitting there like, I never bought them myself. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Put everyone I else have, to buy them. I have exactly enough to play Math McDino, and then I sold all my extras. <laughs> so I, you're the reason. I, I, I you're some, the reason. Uh, I have facts. to lose to Matt McDino at locals because there's a guy, <laughs> it's a guy at my local called Antonio who occasionally just shows up. Like you, you, you rarely see him, but when he shows up, he's playing Matt McDino, and I'm just sitting there like, I know, uh, I know the reason why you're playing this. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I seen the, I saw the video. I, I know why you're playing this. Listen, all I'm saying is post Wild Survivors. It's, uh, a, it's a deck you can play. It's got some. It's got there's some sauce. There's some sauce. Anyway, uh, I, I will I will I will reveal my uh, my master plan for the dinosaur cards at a later date. Uh, but I will say, post Wild Survivors, I will be taking over the meta game, and post Duelist Nexus, I will be taking over the world. He is cooking. He's at, he is <laughs> cooking, and it's quite <laughs> insane. I have I have seen the good this man has produced for the the new stuff, and it actually looks crazy. Y'all will. Have I'm not looking the, forward. Y'all will have to stay tuned. I'm gonna lose my like ninety percent win rate against you after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta be real. I don't think that's true. I'm literally I'm gonna play a copy of Terror King Salmon in the Dino deck specifically so that I have a chance to beat you. If you I, if you summon Terror King Salmon, I'll just skip right there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, 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 too much trauma. On. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember I was playing at the Glasgow Regional. Um, someone playing Yumi Control and they flipped C Stealth Attack, and I literally just had flashbacks to listen to you like the week prior, and I, I had to read every single card. I was too scared to lose. I was playing Tirashizu like full power, and I was just like, I'm terrified. I, I do not know what I'm, what's going to happen. A feared salmon, master of the sea of darkness. Its row is the best delicacy in the world of darkness. Anyway, I will did you eat know your hair king salmon? I will eat to I will eat it. To end this uh to end this segment off, did you know <laughs> that Terra King Salmon actually appears in Cyberstorm Access? Um it's in um the hooking card, I can't yep. remember what it's called. Yep, double hooking. Yeah, yeah double hooking, that's <laughs> both, it. Both 
both the king and the queen salmon are in that. Yes, and it, and Luffy from One Piece. Uh, yeah, so it's actually got a uh, grappler angler is the card. Um, no, it's it's Luffy from One Piece. No, so gra- right, the, the red Luffy from One Piece is there, but uh, the other person who's watching in the background is grappler angler, which is also a card and is one of the few people known to have ever caught a Terra King salmon. All I'm saying is, what's he called? Two. Easy. Listen, if you ever need somebody to talk to you about the Terra King salmon lore, just message me on Discord. I will you, give you, you everything. You, I Hulk, have. you're such a, a bundle of knowledge of this irrelevant Did you speak here? I'll give you the most cursed one. Uh, did you know that uh, Terra King salmon is actually a character in a Yu-Gi-Oh Tag Force Three? Uh, yes, because I they did are. Know this. They are a, They are a duelist. You can play a, too long. That's true, actually. Yeah. They were um they, <laughs> they were a playable they, they were a duelist you would play against uh because they were on a tag duel team with Terror King Archfiend. Uh, <laughs> and that's the uh that's that's all I got. Uh t- also technically Marauding Captain is part of the uh Terror King Salmon lore, but I'll save that for another time. When are we getting uh, the Terror King Salmon lore video? Literally. That's correct. what we need. I need to... No, like, unironically, I've been preaching this for about a year now to you. I gotta, you should make this lore video. I Honestly, I should message Golden Nova. I bet he would be in. Oh, easy. Uh, easily. <laughs> Alright. I think that is probably going to wrap it up for us here. I think we've stalled out uh, Sonny's podcast long enough. Uh, and Caleb is just about done their Labyrinth gaming. So I think we're good to come back. He's still just um, sitting on skill drain. Yep, still just sitting on skill drain. Uh, I think. Wait, is that chaos it. angel in his extra deck? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, wait. oh. Do you not know about this? Uh, um, actually, I don't. Big lady plus Stovey equals chaos angel. Uh, on that note, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, I, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been fun, and uh, hopefully, y'all will get to hear the wonderful Sunny and Caleb content back again soon. Uh, thank you very much for coming on this uh, emergency podcast, uh, Caitlin. Uh, is there? Do you have no any problem. final words, or is there anything that you'd like to shout out? Um, leave my wind-up cards alone, Konami. Um, and thank you to Sunny and Hawk for letting me on the podcast. I've never met Caleb, but I bet he's a lovely guy. Um, and I just appreciate you all, and hope you all have a good night, really. Cool. Well, uh, I'm morning, been... maybe. <laughs> True. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I am, uh, Giant Skyhawk, uh, I guess, uh, because I post stuff sometimes, uh, you can find me on YouTube at Giant Skyhawk, you can find me on Twitter at Skyhawk Sings, you can find me on Discord in the Necrofusion Enthusiast server, if you go to any of my videos, you can find an invite link to that description, we talk all things Fluffle and Yu-Gi-Oh, and, uh, as, uh, Mr. Joseph Rothschild likes to say, uh, it, it's the Necrofusion Enthusiast is not a uh, um, uh, it's not really a discord it's more of a lifestyle uh, and uh, <laughs> on, uh, on that note thank y'all for uh, listening and we will see you another time adios Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.